Hi, it's Jamie. And I'm Portia. And we are Just Two Pearls. Join us for Adventures in Pearls. Hey, y'all. Hey, Pearls. How y'all been? So, as you may or may not know, but um, you probably do know unless you've been living under a rock because Black Twitter blew this thing up with Maxine Waters and Reclaiming My Time. Reclaiming My Time. She says, I'm reclaiming my time, Jamie. How you feel about that? And that is the reflection for today. Yes. Isn't that, isn't that a great reflection? I, I you know, we're going to we, we going to talk about this today because this is a hot topic because mm-hmm. black women, we need to be reclaiming the time. Mm-hmm. We've got like 500 years of reclaiming to do, mm-hmm. but reclaiming our time. So I'm, you know, I'm kind of a teaching preacher. So I like to start with giving people some context and then we can move into um, all of our homiletical hoopla. So we'll move there in a moment. <laughs> hoopla. Um, but let's just uh, understand why Auntie Maxine was reclaiming her time in this particular situation that went viral. Um, so she was um, questioning yes. um, the Treasury Secretary because there was a letter that she and another group of representatives had sent to him on May 23rd. Yes. And at the time of the questioning, it was late July. And so the first question she asked him is, my fellow representatives and I sent you a letter on May 23rd. I want to know why you did not respond to our letter. His response was, Representative Waters, I'm a resident of California. I'm so grateful for you. I appreciate you so much. And she was like, reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time. And he was like, I'm supposed to be allowed to answer the question. And she was like, no, we only have a certain amount of time here. And you are not going to run out the clock telling me how great I am. Because I already know. I need to know why you did not respond to my letter. And then he proceeded along with more hemming and hawing. And she kept reclaiming her time. And then finally, she asked for the rules to be read again. And she said, do not take this away from my time because he does not understand the rules. Yes. So that is the context of um, that clip that went viral. And my favorite part of that, and when she says, and when, and when you're on my time, I have the right to reclaim it. I said, you better go ahead. Right. Um, so Auntie Maxine, she handled that. Um, but what I want to note is that I'm... Um, we saw something really similar, uh, like a clip that it wasn't necessarily as viral as Auntie Maxine. You know, Auntie Maxine goes viral in a whole way that nobody else can. Um, but Kamala Harris, who's also another politician, yep. um, was uh, uh, talking to uh, Jefferson Sessions, Jefferson Beauregard Sessions. And she was also on a clock. And he was doing something that I'm very familiar with as a Southern black woman. And it happens everywhere, but this is a particular Southernism, um, where a white man will suddenly become a Southern gentleman in your presence. And he'll <laughs> say, um, well, you're making me nervous. You cannot ask your questions that quickly. It makes me nervous. Um, excuse me, sir. You are the Attorney General of the United States of America. You need to come prepared with your receipts, which is all she's asking you for. She's asking you when and where and how did you know what. And he's like, oh, you know, the President and I don't really communicate in written form. And she's like, okay, well, then do you talk on the phone? 
And he's like, oh, I don't know. She's like, do you communicate with him? And he's like, you cannot ask your questions this quickly. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, um, do you have a copy of the policy you're referring to? Well, you know, my team and I, we might. She's like, do you have a copy of the policy or not? Were you prepared for this meeting that we're having right now? Clearly not. And, you know, both of these women, I think, brought up just with their typical day at work videos. <laughs> this is a typical day at work for black women. Black women at work. Exactly. Um, that's what we were witnessing. And both of these women in the aftermath, yes, they've been very much celebrated in the black community as they deserve to be. Um, but I think there's also been that pushback of, well, why were they being so aggressive with asking those questions? Well, why was she interrupting him? You know, oh, and especially with Maxine Waters, there's been tons of stuff with her, right? James Brown wig. Oh, she's just a clown. You know, people say all sorts of things. And I'm like, no, this is one of the most successful representatives in the country. Right. Um, so we need to have some respect. Right. Put some respect on her name. So anyway, so that's the context. But let's get into what this has turned into. Reclaiming my time. This has become the new mantra of so many black women and some guys too. You know, guys are hopped, have, have hopped on mm -hmm. successfully, by the way. I'm not going to play them, you mm -hmm. know, because this is all, you know, all inclusive. But no, this has become a mantra of black women. I've looked all across social media, Jamie, from Facebook to Twitter to Instagram. Um, and I've been seeing people like living into this, like, yes, reclaiming my time isn't just something Maxine Waters said. And in a session, but this was something that so many of us can say we've looked back over our lives and the things that we've wasted time on or giving our, our time to people who didn't deserve it or to situations that didn't deserve it or allowing other people to just co continuously compliment us, tell us how fabulous we are or whatever. But it's like, but no, you're on my time and de demanding more in the moment, demanding answers, demanding that people don't dance around our questions, but saying that I am here. I am in this moment and I'm going to reclaim my time and I need you to answer and be present in this moment to the situation at hand. Right. And so this is a new mantra for us. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so like in awe by like how women are just like embracing this because it's now it's, be, it's bringing us together in community. Like it's not like just some isolated event that happened like, oh, the sky is blue today. Oh, it's raining tomorrow. No, it's reclaiming my time. And now how do we live that out? So it's becoming something that we live out, mm -hmm. not just something we talk about on social media, but it's becoming something that we are living. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And I loved the persistence that she had in reclaiming her time. Yes. I think um, oftentimes when we are in the workplace or when we are in personal situations, um, sometimes we feel this kind of pressure where we'll say like, this isn't the conversation that I came for. But because of all these external pressures, we're like, but I guess this is the conversation I'm staying for. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh no, this is not the conversation I'm staying for. Um, he can read the rules again so you understand that this is the conversation that I'm here for. I'm claiming the conversation that I'm here for. And no, we're not going to take any of my time explaining the rules to you. No. That's not how my time is going to be spent today. Because I know lots of times I have been um, in, you know, especially workplace situations where I'm like, oh, no, no, this is not what we're doing today. But then if people kind of persist with their less than positive behavior, <laughs> I don't necessarily then continue to say no, no, no. And I think the reason for that is I think especially as black women, that's seen as being aggressive or worse than that. Um, just because we want 
a meeting to go according to its proper plan and schedule. And for some reason, that's upsetting to people that, you know, um, when Pastor Bennett isn't here, I'm not sure what your, uh, exactly where, you know, how your staff, staffing works, but I think, like, you're, like, pretty high up on the totem pole when Pastor Bennett isn't around. Yeah, I'm like, kind of right underneath. I think that's kind of how <laughs> right it works. You're kind of like, yeah. you know, my dad's job, they call him the deputy. That's the second in command. Like, an associate yeah. minister tends to be kind of, like, head of staff when the pastor isn't there. Um, But the dynamics, in my experience, has been that it doesn't always work that way mm. and function. Um, and then if we fight for things, we're seen as unreasonable or problematic, or we're compared to some man who came before us who apparently put up with something. And I'm like, how is that even relevant to me? Ooh. Um, so yeah, so I, I needed this example. I needed an example of what it looks like to reclaim your time and then actually like stand by that. Like yeah. I'm actually, no, 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 no. I'm actually reclaiming my time. Uh, no, no, but really? But I'm but really, really taking it back. But, like this is for real. <laughs> this is real. This is real. This is real. Mm-hmm. Not just for me, but for every black woman in America who she probably wasn't even thinking about us like in that moment. Exactly. She was, she was and just, that's my point. It was just a regular day at work for her. She was just doing what she came to do, her job. And but in that moment, she did the Anna Julia Cooper, like when and where I enter, then my whole race enters with me. She had that moment, like, wow. Like she literally was reclaiming time. And then the judge or whoever the dude was, mm-hmm. the guy who was like, um, sir, sir, it, it, this is her time. Right. Like she reclaimed her time. And having someone to advocate for when we say I'm reclaiming my time. Right. And so I think it's also important that we have witnesses to the moment when we stand up and say I'm taking my time back or I'm reclaiming my time. Mm-hmm. That there's someone who's in the room who can say you know, no, 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 this is the order, and that person can maintain that order. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I feel like that sometimes that person could be another sister, it could be a boss, it could be whoever. But I think in, in if I were to, you know, talk as I preach y'all, I think that will be God for us sometimes. Like, God would be like, Holy, and Holy the advocate. Right. Come Holy on Spirit now. Advocating on our behalf with grown On our behalf. And it's just like, nah. Or even Jesus. Like, nah. Now, this is her time. Mm-hmm. And she has reclaimed it. Mm-hmm. You sit over there. Mm-hmm. And that, that becomes like the divine favor and the divine presence in the room. Like, God just like reworks that thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then um, outside of the workplace, we've talked a lot about the workplace. Yep. Which is a place that we often need to reclaim our time. You know, <laughs> hello. I learned so many professional lessons um, from Auntie Maxine in that moment. In that little, what was it, like a 40-second clip? <laughs> I was like, I it learned was, all the professional lessons that I need to learn. It was glorious. <laughs> she schooled us for days. Uh, but then let's talk about it like separately in personal relationships. Oh. What does it look like to reclaim our time in personal relationships? You want, you want me? I, I, got, just one. Her I got one, Jamie. Pick me up. <laughs> Um, you know, like the kid in school, pick me, pick me. Um, listen, now I had to reclaim my time. Now, this is not the petty pro by by any means. It just happens to be a petty moment in mm, life. Lord. But I had someone slide into the DMs not that long ago, Jamie, talking about, you know, oh, you know, I'm sorry for all that's happened. You know, you're amazing. You're awesome. And, you know, I hope we can be friends, you know, this, that, and the third. And I just had to be really just upfront and just be like, you know what? I wish you well. 
even though I didn't say the words reclaiming my time because reclaiming my time hasn't happened yet. But I said to this person, you know, I wish you well. I wish you all the best and God bless you and best of luck in the future. You know, I felt like that was a moment where I was reclaiming my time. Like, thank you for saying all these wonderful, muffy, fluffy things about me and my resume. I know my resume. I wrote it um, and I've lived it. So I know what my resume says. Thank you. But I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I need to take back everything that you tried to take from me and i'm going to reclaim this moment as my own so i had to say that to not just one person but i've had to say that in some variation to several people through life but i felt like this was one time where i felt empowered to really stand up for myself like no you will not take this from me i've worked too hard i've come too far and i am now reclaiming my time and in that moment it was i wish you well right bye yeah, and I find a lot in relationships that people, um, first of all, like you said, they will approach you when you weren't talking to them. Right. Like, no shade, but I wasn't talking to you. And then... We're thinking in, about you. Right. And then <laughs> in that reaching out, they reach out by leading with a revisionist history. Yep. Um, and that's always fascinating to me why are you reaching out to me with revisionist history and you're right Portia I had to do something very similar recently which was like you know what I'm I'm moving along in life I hope you are too be well and that person didn't respond by leaving me alone I told Portia this story (laughs) um and so a block needed to happen and sometimes that needs to happen I do think that we should what we did learn from Auntie Maxine is at least say to the person in clear language, I'm going to reclaim my time now. But if they can't respond well to you saying, I'm going to reclaim my time, they need to be removed from your list of contacts. Yeah, I know that's right. Um, that's all. That's all. That's all I have to say about that. But yes, yes, ladies, reclaim your time. Oh, I think this it. was actually demonstrated. This is not a show about movies, but this was demonstrated really well in The Incredible Jessica James, which is streaming on Netflix right now. Oh, I gotta watch it. With Jessica Williams' character, um, where, like, right at the beginning, the guy was, like, really trying to, like, you know, have the typical date start. And she was like, okay, um, so we can we just, like, skip to the end of this? Um, because, like, where's this going? Because um, yeah. when you uh, wrote to me on the dating app, um, you just uh, said that you wanted to have sex with me. So um, where is this going? Is this going in that direction? Or is this going in a direction where we're like doing something different from that? And he was like, uh, uh, and she's like, no, no, no. I just like, just not to waste either one of our time. Like, I just want to know. What did we come here to do? That's, <laughs> is that what she's basically saying? Right. Like, That's funny. Like, so you I left with, you already. wanted to have sex. And now we're at dinner. So like, where do you see this going? That's right. Like, let's just go ahead and skip to the end of this interaction. Because I think in so much, just like in the dating world, I'm, you know, like I hate to be so intense about it, but like I was raised by a mother who had a father who taught her that you should date like you're looking for a mate. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's important when we go into even dating situations, not that you can't hang out with somebody who you're not going to marry, not that you can't have fun with somebody who you're not going to marry. But, like, everyone should just be clear with their expectations up front. That's what I'm Don't talking about. Don't go out and take me on a date and we're kikiing and then you're never talking to me again. Okay, well, why are we not talking? Oh, because you just wanted to sleep with me? Well, why couldn't we have just led with, so if this isn't headed here, I'm not interested? Like, why can't we just lead with that? Instead, all of a sudden, you're so busy, you ain't got time, oh, I'm not interested. You know, just lead. Just lead with your truth. 
And in the future in dating, what I've learned from Auntie Maxine and from Jessica Williams slash Jessica James is just go ahead and up front, just tell the truth. Just tell Where do the you truth. see this going? If this isn't going anywhere, then both of us might want to make different decisions. If this is headed somewhere, then both of us need to live according to that. Let's, let's all just commit ourselves right now in August to reclaiming our time. Reclaiming our time. <laughs> and in that, you know, listen, be clear about your intentions. Yes, this has nothing to do with anything we just talked about, except when Jamie just brought that up about Jessica James. I was like, ooh, that talks about intentions. And so when we talk about relationships, you know, for our relationship shows, we need to talk about intentions mm -hmm. and intentionality. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm going to put a tack in that, Jamie. <laughs> intentionality. That's all. Intention <laughs> Portionality, intentionality. <laughs> they go together. Spirituality, <laughs> alities, realities. All the alities. Personality, <laughs> ality. <laughs> <laughs> y'all so we're gonna make a hard turn away from reclaiming my time even though for real y'all please reclaim your time reclaim all of your time whatever the devil has taken from you reclaim that time i know that's right. here and now all right pearls we are taking a hard turn away from reclaiming our time although that is something that you definitely need to do in your life and we're gonna go back to our theme for the summer which is friday faves so, Portia, what is our Friday fave for today? We're going to talk about Instagrammers. Yeah. Instagram. You know, we do it for the gram. Yeah. Well, it was really do it for the vine, but, you know, we're going to do it for the gram today. I'm a very, um, I think I'm an Instagram connoisseur. Mm -hmm. I love Instagram. I love selfies. Um, if, if you follow Jamie and I um, on our Pearl account, we like to post quotes and we like to post um, things about our um, podcast which you are listening to but if you follow us separately you will also see that jamie and i are very exciting and adventurous people because part one of our taglines we have two we have cultivate the pearl within you so you can watch us cultivate the pearls within us but also you can see us taking adventures and pearls um a lot and so jamie and i are very active on instagram you know uh, we do like the little uh videos what is it i call it insta snap that's mm -hmm. not what it's really called yeah it's instagram story yeah stories i like snap better um insta snap um but we also like to post and so you should follow us on instagram um jamie is at i am free agent i'm at jd crumley well that too <laughs> Uh, she is at J <laughs> at JD Crumley. I tag I tag her and stuff all the time, and I and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like bl blanking out on your Instagram name. <laughs> and I am at Portionality because that's my Instagram, that's my handle for everything. Right. Um, so because I can only keep up with one. Right. Um, but yeah, follow us at JD Crumley and at Portionality if you don't already. In addition to at Just Do Pearls, follow us. Hey. But um, we want to talk about our Instagrammers. I know that was really long for me just to get to this one topic. But I just had to put in a shameless plug for the both of us, you know, because we in that branding phase. So, Jamie, who are some of your favorite Instagrammers? Okay. So, um, I have quite a few, but we're going to go quickly through this, y'all, because you can go on Instagram. It is a free app and check out all the accounts that we mentioned yep. on your own. Um, so, I love... Okay, so the first two I'm going to name are black ballerinas. I grew up doing ballet as a, as a young girl, and there's a lot of racism that exists within the world of ballet um, in terms of 
body type because black dancers tend to be built um, more muscularly um, and we just tend to, it makes us look a little bit heavier than the like, um, than your traditional um, straight up and down bony ballerina. I was definitely very bony growing up, but I also had this certain amount of like muscle tone that made me not really fit in with the other girls. Um, but then also they like uniformity in ballet. So they like for everyone to be like very pale skinned and to be able to wear their hair in a very tight, neat bun. Um, so yeah, so there tends to be a lot of racism just in terms of body types, in terms of hair types. Um, in terms of just physical type in general. And then of course, it's just hard business in general because it's all about your body and how strong it is, but then also having to be slender at the same time. So even for girls who do fit the traditional mold, it's really hard. Um, so I've been really excited in the past several years to see black ballerinas really taking center stage. Um, so the first two people I'm gonna name are black ballerinas. Mm -hmm. um, so Misty Copeland, I absolutely adore Misty Copeland um, and her Instagram be on point because she's gorgeous and she's strong. And um, not only is she a beautiful ballerina, she's also just a great role model. So I love Sister Misty. And then I also love following Black Swan Diaries, um, which is run by Sydney Washington. And Sydney um, is also a black ballerina. Um, but in addition to that, she um, posts a lot about her struggles with mental health. Um, she posts a lot about her relationship. She posts a lot about her dogs. Um, <laughs> so yeah, she's dogs. just like a really cool and fun person to follow. So um, thank you both for being such great role models. Um, and I hope to see a new generation of black ballerinas who are coming up now who are inspired by these women. Um, and then I also like to follow a couple of bloggers. I like to follow No Real Jewelry, which is by Jessica Lauren, and her brand is just so beautiful and she's so inspiring. She's based in Chicago. And then I like to follow Felicia Henry, who is a businesswoman, and I think she's based in Philadelphia. She also does such great, beautiful posts, um, but she also gives a lot of advice um, for female entrepreneurs, especially for Christian entrepreneurs. Um, and then in addition to that, I like to follow um, a body positive activist named um, Ivy Felicia. And she is a, um, she's a black woman. I think she's in Washington, DC. And she talks a lot about body love and body positivity. And then of course, as a black woman, it's like I have to follow a couple of um, just like Black Lives Matter type Instagram feeds. And so I follow Black Wednesdays and I follow For Harriet. And those are my favorite Instagram accounts. What are yours, Portia? So I've got a few. So um, in terms of like hair and like fashion and stuff, I like Melissa Chanel. I like Janae Raquel. I love the cut life because now my hair is short, but then I, I used to wear short hair back in the day. Um, and now even at this present day. So I love the cut life. Um, I like mahogany curls. I like Blavity and 2190. I love those. Those are two entities of each other. Um, 2190 is more the lifestyle um, brand of Blavity. And, you know, Blavity is, like, so awesome. I like Alex L for her affirmations. I like the Pop Girls. Um, they are a business that does party planning and um, things like that. And so if you're looking for, like, a party, uh, the Pop Girls, they do stuff. They're in, like, the New York area. But I just like their pictures. Um, they're just so pretty to me and, like, decor. And I kind of have, like, this, like, internal love for, like, interior design and decor. And so I just appreciate what they post. Um, that's really cute to me. 
And then I love, okay, so I gotta, I gotta go in on this one. So I love, I don't do clubs. So they have like parties and stuff that I like dream of going to, but I don't actually ever show up or pay to go. Um, but I just like, wow, like in my mind, I just kind of like wanna get into like that vibe. So I just like being in the know of events that are happening in like the New York area. Like I said, I don't ever attend, but I just like to follow them. <laughs> Um, but then they also do this thing um, where they do like um, they feature someone like people like slide in the DM. So like they like they highlight like single people. And so I just like to scroll to see like the single guys. <laughs> that may sound so horrible, but I do in date a dope brother. Um, I just like to see black men um, who are single. Um, I don't reach out to any of them, but I just think it's just so nice just to see black men sometimes. Um, and then, um, oh yeah, and just gorgeous black women too. I just like gorgeous people. Um, but then my favorite Instagram account of all time, outside of Beyonce, whenever she posts, is Beyonce's mama, Tina Lawson, Tina Knowles Lawson. Oh my gosh, she is so funny, y'all. She has this segment called Corny Joke Time, and it's so funny. She comes up with like corny jokes. Like, like your grandma's jokes. Like, they're funny but corny. And so I just follow her just to see what she's doing, how she's being fabulous. So I follow Tina Lawson. And so that those are the Instagram accounts that I really like, y'all. Yeah, Tina Lawson was featured on the very first episode of Never Before with Janet Mock. And it was an awesome interview. And she does talk about her corny jokes. I don't follow her, but I definitely laughed at the joke that she featured on that episode. So maybe I should start following her. Um, but... Yeah, Tina Lawson is really, really dope. So I think I have the Petty Pearl for today, and I want to talk about um, something that I know that I'm guilty of, too. Uh -oh. So I understand that um, I can sometimes fit into the petty category, um, but all of us can. Anything we point <laughs> out as petty on this show, we have probably also participated in in some way. That's the way life works. Um, so stop signs. Some of y'all have never met a stop sign that you liked. Stop signs mean stop. Sometimes it's a two-way stop. Sometimes it's a four-way stop. But you actually need to stop. Oh my God. You do not need to roll through stop signs. You do not need to almost roll through. And then when you see me sitting there staring at you, wave me through as though you're doing me a favor. Stop means stop. And let me tell you why this is important. I'm not just trying to call y'all out for no reason. This is actually important. When I'm driving through the neighborhood, there are kids who are riding on bikes. They don't pay any attention to the cars. They only pay attention to what they are doing. Mm. Sometimes there are people who are hard of hearing. Sometimes there are people who are blind. So it's really a safety issue. The stop sign is not just there to like slow your roll and make you a few minutes later to work. You really need to leave on time, okay? The stop sign is there really to keep everybody safe. And we need to observe them. And it is petty not to observe them. It's petty when I observe it to treat me like, oh, you're gonna do me a favor and let me go. It's petty to almost run me over, but it's especially petty to run grandma or little baby on a bike over. So y'all stop it. When you see a stop sign, just stop. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Just2Pearls. And you can email us at adventures at just2pearls.com. And remember, cultivate the pearl within you.